Welcome to the Managing Your Multi-Passionate Life Show. Your host, Carol Dixon Carr, is an educator of and a participant in many eclectic subjects, and she loves it that way. Each week, she'll bring you episodes and stories on how you can navigate those multiple passions while managing your mental, spiritual, physical, and emotional energy in your life as a whole. So here's Carol. Hi, everyone. It's one of those rare days where I'm recording the evening I upload. Not the evening before I upload, but the evening of, which is Easter Eve, for those of you who celebrate. Now, I'm not recording in a million little things type of way, if you watch that show. And I've seen the past couple of episodes with Maggie's podcast, inadvertently putting her ex's business out there. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But no mini scandals here, just real talk. So, I've been in recharge mode. That's part of the reason why I've gotten a late start on the podcast. And I mean, I deliberately didn't interview anybody last week. And I've just been really digging my me time. And it made me want to revisit a topic I actually talk about face-to-face with folks over the years quite a bit. And the question is, who heals the healer? And there are a couple of reasons why I wanted to talk about this on the podcast today. First off, I noticed that I wasn't really feeling like my usual energetic self for the past week or more, really. I was feeling functional, but I was not feeling fabulous. And I pride myself on feeling fabulous. And when I'm not, it makes me sad. So I was starting to ask myself, am I depressed again? Even though there's nothing wrong with my life, I mean, some of the familiar brain fog things were popping up, lack of motivation, and because I was a responsible human, I did what I was supposed to do. I just didn't know what was going on. And I also recognized that I made things worse last weekend by eating way too many carbs I didn't buy because they were there. They were yummy. But I did not want to get back into that pattern, especially with diabetes running in my family. I recognized that I was on a vegetable deficit, and vegetables always make me feel great. And my body was like, Carol, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? So I made a conscious effort throughout the week, probably starting Monday or Tuesday, to eat better in addition to my usual hydration and exercise and all that. But I also was doing a bit of self-reflection, looking at my old journal, trying to see what was triggering all the weirdness. And I'm really still not sure at the moment beyond maybe being an empath. And even though I don't watch the news, I'm still privy to things that make me sad because I'll still see the highlights. And there's a lot of things going on in the world. Even though, like I said, my own little bubble, my life is pretty good. It's chaotic at times, but it's pretty good overall. I do not take for granted the privileges that I have. But yet and still, I'm still considered the strong one who is perceived to have her stuff together most of the time. Or some people think I always have my stuff together, which is not the truth. (laughs) But my boundaries have been more solid in recent years. And Even so, I can still forget to sit and reflect until I exhibit some outer character behavior that reminds me to sit still and reflect. So that brings me to reason number 
too, of bringing up this healing the healer topic. Because there are a lot of strong people out there who bear the burden of being givers, but in giving they forget to receive, and the law of reciprocity has a lot to say about that. But that's another episode. And I'm not just talking about the first responders. God bless those paramedics, the EMTs, the firefighters, and so on, doctors and nurses, especially in this past year, but always, I bow at your feet. But I'm also talking about emotional support people and just people who take care of other folks, but they might let the candles burn at both ends, for example, and taking it to the worst extreme. There are people who out there pride themselves at being martyrs to their detriment. Lately in my Facebook feed, I keep seeing posts from a group I got added to at least a decade ago. Remember those days when you could just get away with adding people to a group you you had instead of inviting? Although I never just added people to groups without messaging and asking if I could first. But anyway, the woman who added me to that particular group was in a mastermind with me back in the day, so I didn't remove myself immediately after being added. I just, you know, and I usually didn't really see the posts in the feed that much, but until, but recently I have been, and this book, this group, this Facebook group is about self-care for women in particular, and now it's got thousands of members and so many posts, and I think the reason more posts are showing up from that group in my news feed these days is because I just happened to see one and then another, and I was just, I felt compelled to give advice in some of those threads a couple of weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago. And now Facebook keeps showing me all these posts from that particular group where many of these women put themselves last thinking they can pour from an empty cup and you simply can't. Nobody can. A few days ago, I finally just kept scrolling because I just found it exhausting. I felt so bad for them, but I I don't know that I could help them. <laughs> there were things, some of the things that they were posting was beyond anything that I could help. So I just stopped scrolling. So that was, that was part of my own self-care because I'm always amazed when people are saying, I haven't showered in three days. I don't have time to shower. But hey, this may sound like gross TMI, but honey, if you have time to poop, you have time to take a quick shower. Even if you don't get to washing your hair at the same time, you can find another chunk of time to add washing your hair to your docket of self-care. You have time to sit for one minute and pay attention to your breath in the present moment so that you can ease some of your stress. You know, stress kills over time. You have time to get up and stretch, move, dance it out for a minute. Actually, the list is pretty endless. So I was also... Thinking back to an episode of Queer Eye, I just love the Fab Five. It's such a wonderful, feel-good show. Another part of my self-care. <laughs> but this particular episode was about the anxious activist. She was maybe 17 or 18 years old, and she was trying to save the planet. She had some really great initiatives, but she was not saving herself. She was always on edge. I mean, she had that personality where she had to just always be doing something. Sitting down was just not an option. She was one of those, if you're awake, you are up and running. She was that kind of person. You know, I totally get her. I used to be that person. I even found myself feeling a little guilty yesterday when I decided after journaling, I would just catch up on shows 
maybe vacuum, maybe do a little laundry, but basically be a couch potato until my husband got home and we could go for a walk. <laughs> that was it. And I got my, barely got my 10,000 steps yesterday. Usually I average anywhere from 15 to 18,000 steps a day, <laughs> but not yesterday. But as the saying goes, check on your strong friends. <laughs> Seriously, in the past, I was always the one being the sounding board, but then not reaching out when I needed a sounding board. And I did that for a long time. It's mainly because I didn't feel like anybody would care about what I had to say. I thought I would be a burden. There were a lot of self-talk things that made no sense. I'm like, okay, if I can reach out, I mean, people can reach out to me. Why can't I reach out to others? What in the world? So my journal got a lot of mileage over the past four decades initially because of that. I, And if you've listened to previous episodes, you know there are many benefits to journaling, but I digress. Anyway, back to that Queer Eye episode. So the parents of this anxious activist teenager actually called the Fab Five and they were able to give her some strategies to help her with her self-care. They were not life balance strategies, which I found refreshing because, you know, I did this interview back in 2004 with uh, Sinika. She said balance is bunk and I, I agree, but they were talking about work life integration strategies. Yes. I a hundred percent agree with that because sometimes life is not balanced by design. Even if you're getting all your sleep and your hydration and all your food, there's still, there's some, sometimes the scales are tipped in different ways. But if you can integrate the various things, and you know, as we multi-passionate people can attest, there's always some kind of plate spinning going on. We just need to be mindful. And that's for singularly focused people too. It's just as an extension of what I talked about in previous episodes, solo and with guests, when I'm talking about the four domains of energy, you know, the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual components. If you're that strong friend, don't be afraid to reach out. But you know, it's super cool if you already do. And these are just reminders and I'm preaching to the choir. That's really cool. That's awesome. I hope that there are people saying, I know this, Carol, but... There might be some people who are saying, oh yeah, thanks for the reminder, Carol, because <laughs> I needed to remind myself. It took me years. I'm not even going to lie. I think it started in high school or maybe middle school. I was the strong one even back then. And I would journal. I think, I, like I said, I journaled starting in 1979. I was in middle school then. I had a lot of angst, as you know, or you would know if you listened to the first couple of episodes. <laughs> You needed to hear my backstory to know why I'm doing all this. But anyway, I also know many people who can't imagine not being fully on edge all the time. Not necessarily an adrenaline junkie, but just that feeling of restlessness, waiting for the other shoe to drop if things are too calm. Some people are just really uncomfortable with calm and peace. They're just, it's just not their normal. And so we have to train our brain to get to the place where, wow, things are peaceful and calm and no drama. <gasps> oh my gosh. It feels great. And you know, and I, I get that cause I, I was used to drama and I was used to feeling restless and not giving myself a break and feeling like I was not productive enough if I wasn't doing anything. And 
if we do that too much, we're going to risk our health and our safety and perhaps others in our sphere, we might be risking their health and safety as well. And like I said before, I hope I am preaching to the crowd, uh, preaching to the choir and just providing the reminders. But yeah, we don't want to burn out because if we're stressed out, we've also got that cortisol thing going. And if your metabolism takes a nosedive, especially if you have my metabolism, oh my gosh, it's non-existent. And <laughs> since and as you get older, it's even worse, at least for me anyway. Um you can't have you can't afford to have your metabolism tank even more. <laughs> but yes, it's hard if you if you're perceived as a like an entire whole support system and your tank is running on empty. You've got to be mindful of that because a lot of times people say, oh, she's strong, she can handle it. But the reality is that that strong person could be dying inside. That strong person could be crying by the time they get to bed. That was me for a few years. It's ironic. People always came to me for advice, but I wasn't attracting the people in my life that I could get advice from outside of the academy until I was in my mid-30s. Remember I talked about the fact that I had gone through some abandonment issues because of my absentee dab, yada, yada, yada. So I would just take in all the strays who felt abandoned because I did not want them to feel anything like I did. So that was my filter and that's what I attracted. But now I am still that strong person who has prided myself on being independent. But the difference is that I have no shame tied to reaching out. It's never weak to reach out. Don't wear out your welcome, but please reach out. You, if you, the strong one, is struggling. And remember, remember those boundaries. I was on the late freight when it came to boundaries with those abandoned, they even called themselves broken, broken people. I recognize in retrospect that they were emotionally manipulating and he and I let them. It was a codependency I let go on longer than I should have. People who know me, I'm like, dang, finally, Carol. <laughs> You know, better late than never. I have love for them. Believe it or not, I still have love for them. Just, yeah, be super mindful if you can relate to being the supporter most of the time. And if you're anything like I was and didn't put those boundaries in place, start doing that. You might lose some friends in the process. Especially those uh, who weren't respecting your boundaries. They might get mad and leave you alone anyway. But either way, you just wish them well and love them from afar. Yeah, that's what you do. Because, like I said, I don't have any ill will from towards anybody in that category that's no longer in my life. I really hope that they are happy. I really hope that they are living their best lives <laughs> and getting the help that they need. But, yeah, being angry, that would just take up too much of my own energy. And so I just wish them well. And hopefully they can get the support elsewhere. It's definitely a balancing act. Support and also be supported. That was pretty much the theme song here. And that also includes self-support and self-care. So I hope these tips or rather reminders were helpful. It's a short episode by design. I hope you guys have an amazing day or evening in your part of the world. Take care. Thank you for listening to Managing Your Multi-Passionate Life with Carol Dixon Carr. If you'd like to continue the conversation on these topics, head on over to the free Managing Your Multi-Passionate Life Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes along with other resources. And if any of Carol's words resonate with you, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, 
and share this podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Until next time, 